Right then, here we go. We are live, boys. It has been an explosive week of football. I have never known anything like it in my life. Wow. Sunday, we had a Super League. Wednesday, we've got nothing. What has happened? Lyle, Jacob, a big welcome and thank you. I'll start with you, Lyle. How are you? Yeah, good thanks, Tom, mate. Not too bad. Wish I was in sunny Valencia, but sadly, <laughs> still repping it in the UK. Yeah, I know. We're doing well. Got, um, congratulations to your new job. Massive, massive well done. And yeah, we're missing you out here. Joseph, obviously, we've got Lyle down south. You're a little bit up north. I say a little bit. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having us. Just surviving, working away. Got exams at the minute, but they'll come to an end soon. Don't, yeah. don't, say, don't say we're taking you away from your exams, are we? Ah, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Perfect. So, boys, let's get let's kick this off, okay? It's happened all week. We've done podcasts every day because, like I just said then, we had a, we had a Super League announced on Sunday. We've had outrage. We've had passionate. Everyone's been kicking off, okay? It's been awful. But now, if no one's seen the news, obviously all six English clubs have pulled out. And if I'm wrong, I believe there's only three clubs left. Um, Juventus, Real Madrid and Barcelona. So that'll be an interesting Super League. Um, but it looks like they've all sort of turned their backs on it eventually and decided, look, it's not for the fans. Um, I'll kick you off, Lyle, first. What have been your thoughts about the Super League? Um, when I first saw the news, I think like most people here or most people listening and in general in football, like your heart just sort of drops a bit. You just think that corporate nonsense that everyone always talks about year on year from about, you know, 10 years. You just think, surely that can't actually happen. And then when you start actually seeing like the official website and you start seeing genuine club brands attached to it, I think that's when I really started to worry. Um, like you said, like world's been going mad. Every group chat I'm in just go, spouting nonsense. I've been stuck to my phone, list, looking it up. It like sort of a bit of a Pandora's box. The more I read into it, the angrier I got. But I was almost becoming obsessive about it as well. I just wanted to ensure that... There was some legal loophole, something that made it couldn't happen. Really. <laughs> yeah, that's that so good. It's almost like going for a breakup, isn't it? You've got the anger, then you've got the sadness. It's like, is this really happening? And then you try Absolutely, and, yeah. and like, is this is this all over forever? Um, yeah, that's a, a really good point there. Joseph, how did you feel when you heard about it on Sunday night? It just seemed bizarre. Like the fact because like the new, it became like it was rumored all day Sunday, and then the statements kind of came out at eleven o'clock. And even like even the timing of it just kind of seemed sneaky. And the whole thing seems like it's just done by the owners. It's like, it's just pure like cheek. Uh, the next couple of days were quite were just interesting. It was just laughing at Arsenal and Tottenham being involved in general. Like it's amazing, and then. Celtic got mentioned by UEFA a few times, so like Celtic and Rangers, obviously. So it was nice to see that this. Well, don't know if anything's nice to hear from UEFA, but it's nice to hear that we are somewhat still in the loop for these kind of games and stuff like that. But it's just a joke. Like they're all in bed with each other, it seems, and I just didn't like it at all. No, I feel. Yeah, you're going to say to is that. As Celtic and Rangers, I mean, I didn't hear Rangers at all. I heard a bit of Celtic. Do you feel like the Super League, you've been a bit left behind? I don't know if left behind. I feel kind of privileged not to have a horse in the race. Like, <laughs> not to be involved at all. Um, but you just do get, like, because that's what, mate, like, you wouldn't get, I know we, uh, it happened almost 10 years ago, but you wouldn't get games like Celtic beating Barcelona. You wouldn't have had, I don't know, any other, like, I think that's the only one on my mind because that's all we think of. Um, but you wouldn't have stories like that anymore. And 
stuff like that. Like Rangers have been decent in Europe past two seasons. Celtic got out their their group and then did rubbish this season. But you know, like Ajax in the semi-finals and stuff like that. How can like, Ajax have won it? Have won the Champions League three times. How can they be forgotten? And stuff. It's just bizarre. Like it's yeah. just big owners thinking they run football. I mean, it's just. Uh, I think it was interesting to see that the announcement time was 6.30 American time, uh, 11.30 UK time. So Sunday evening was the drop. Obviously, everyone was like Mm. nearly in bed, woken up to it on Monday. But for like those American investments, Wall Street, that sort of thing, it was bang on 6.30. So I think that like, again, that tells you like all you need to know about Mm. who was leading it, where the motivations were. Um, And it's just like, it's just seedy, isn't it? Like it just stunk Mm. I think as a British football fan, maybe I see it differently, but to me, like Americanization of anything is cringy and like it just sometimes seems a bit over the top and dramatic. And it's something as precious as football, like to have it turned into like Barcelona, Real Madrid, like every week, like you're playing FIFA, just completely diminishes the whole point of like, you know, like Leicester winning the league, qualifying for the Champions League, Atletico Madrid, like those Leicester European knights, like those people will remember them for the rest of their lives. Well, that would never happen now. You'd have, you know, you'd have Scandinavian billionaires going to watch Arsenal, Bayern Munich because they can fly across the world to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it takes away everything that, you know, football and achievement stands for. Like what sport without getting to the top because you've earned it more than somebody else? Definitely. Yeah. That's a really good point. It's like sports integrity, isn't it? Like, Obviously, you've got a Plymouth top on there I can see, which we're loving to see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to give them a shout out. And obviously, I'm a Brighton fan, but what's the point in having a football pyramid if you can't dream of those of those journeys, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And the problem is, yeah, the owners, they don't want the fans. That they want to travel this global. They want to take it to wherever, Qatar. They want, the, they want to just pick up. And on a Monday, they play Qatar. On a Thursday, Saudi Arabia. Next day, America. They don't really care about the people that pay the tickets and, and that started the club's history. Absolutely. Um, it's like we see those like musicians who do these like controversial world tours. You see like musicians are playing in these like really strange countries. And you think, oh, why are they there? Oh yeah, the pay packet. It would yeah. just be like parading. Yeah. Like these people seem to think that the brands have like overtaken the cities. So Man United, like to the Americans, like the city of Manchester is like completely irrelevant. It's like, it's essentially like people were comparing it to is the pro evolution names. Like it's essentially big, red, huge football club that loads of people love. But its geographical location is sort of irrelevant because we want to move them on tour. We can play them in front of mm-hmm. whoever we like. We can make as much money as possible from this cash cow. And then you've got like the working class people of Manchester who probably have families who, you know, grow up watching Busby, watching, you know, everything that that, that club stands for. Just be turned into some sort of like Lucasade, like diluted version and just sort of, pushed around it is yeah it's a theme it was a theme suggestion and they just got it so wrong the marketing everything just so wrong yeah no i agree it was weird timing like you said the champions league being the day after as well the revamp of the champions league people don't know yeah. was the monday and ironically they put it out a day before with all this new cash and were they hoping maybe to turn some heads some Bayern munich dortmunds psgs maybe that look this is what we can offer you Versus the Champions League revamp, which I've been a bit open saying, I don't think it's a very good revamp, personally. I don't mm. really think it doesn't sense. Yeah, Josie, what do you think of the Champions League revamp? It's just, it's ring, it's still, it's just the same thing to a lesser extent as the Super League. It's ring, ring fights and success. You were saying, like, we were saying earlier that if it was to come in this season, 
Arsenal and Tottenham qualify, which is absolutely bizarre. That they've been rubbish all season. They've been rubbish for it. Like, I just don't get why Spurs are a big team in general. To be fair, but <laughs> but it's just, it's just nonsense. Like, it's almost like they've been doing this just to kind of get this over the line, just to make sure this can go through. And ah, oh, sorry, we'll, we'll take the slap in the wrists. They need to do something. If it's not broke, why fix it? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine your son entering a running race and he finishes ninth. And because he's won loads of races in the past and he's got a reputation <laughs> for winning them in the last two years, mm. he then qualifies for the final ahead of someone who's pulled an absolute blinder. They've yeah. won. They've earned it. They've put the training in that year. They're new on the scene. You know, you take like, you know, they've done their hard work. They've done their graft. And then you say to them, no, sorry, he, he usually always does well. And this year he's just had a bit of a bad run. So he's going to go to the final. And can you imagine that standing? Like it's exactly that equivalent. But basically because people are now tied up, the hyper-capitalism of football means that there's so much to lose for these big teams that entrenching themselves in like a ring-binded, you know, dollar-crusted fence, it seems to be to them like the only natural way that they can ensure, you know, parity and economic standings really. Yeah, it's just kind of increased gaps in between teams. Like, you can see this season kind of Leicester did it last season, but they kind of look more sure of themselves and they're going to keep going. But if they get denied, like, it's just going to give the chance to a team that doesn't deserve it to close the like to Arsenal to Tottenham to close the gap between that Leicester's kind of established. Like, West Ham have kind of gone forward again and they want to keep going, obviously. Like everyone wants to keep going. But if they allow Arsenal and Tottenham to get into this again just for no reason, all the work that West Ham has done this season is kind of gone because they, these other teams have just been given cash to catch up with them for nothing at all. You can see that with both those sides as well. West Ham, they recruit well, they buy young, they yeah. improve those players, they get to fourth, they get to fifth. Oh, but mm -hmm. sorry... Spurs and Mourinho, you know, they've got a load of players on massive wages and they've got a massive new stadium. So we should probably look after their, you know, financial interests. You just have to go again. And then, like you said, as Joe said, Leicester get knocked back. They end up back at eighth. They have to do it all again. And they never get to build on that amazing success that was four or five years ago. They just almost get told, yeah, that was a fluke. Um, that shouldn't, you know, as if that shouldn't have happened. It's yeah. like natural order. And like uh, the UEFA presenter said, if we look back on the teams 40 years ago, you know, Nottingham Forest battling it out at the bottom of the championship now. Sorry to the Nottingham Forest fans who are a bit higher than that, but I'm not sure any <laughs> league season. But the point is, you still can't, you can't just categorise someone as a short-term great because football, that's the beauty of football. You know, teams go up and down the ladder, they earn their stripes and they get rewards. And also, like if you're a Spurs, for example, you should get punished for your poor form and your poor mentality. Because that's just how it is. You lose games. So you shouldn't be somehow caught for falling over more than anybody else. It, it, like you said, it ruins completely the integral side of it. Yeah. No, that, that's, again, another really, really good point. I think you've made a good point about Leicester's recruitment is fantastic. Like, I spent as a Harvey Barnes on the cheap for Fana. And where they put Fafana from? He's an unbelievable centre off out of nowhere. And you're right, if suddenly Arsenal get 300 million a year, they go, right, we'll have him, we'll have him, we'll have him. Yeah. <laughs> Three Leicester players, but not even nowhere near that money. And you're right, you start again. And no planning, just cherry picking, like filling holes. Like, oh, yeah, short term. Yeah, do you want to play that? Yeah, do you want to play that? Yeah. Team will never work, but every year we'll just recycle them because we can afford to. 
Yeah, but I suppose though, if we're being very cynical, um, you can look at the German league. That's exactly what Bayern Munich do, what PSG do. Um, and it's, yeah, yeah, well, of course, yeah, what every club can do apart from the Premier League because there's so much money in the Premier League. Leicester, for example, Brighton, we get 80 million TV, 80 million a year in TV money. So we're in a position we can go, actually, no, you can't have our best player. Yeah. Whereas in the Bundesliga, if I want a player, they're getting the manager, they're getting the players, they get what they want. So sometimes I struggle with, and for example, UEFA, who I think, do you think a big problem with football is do we trust to run football? And do we trust the owners? Do we trust anyone in football? I think Rory Smith, the New York Times, made a really good point that we've become obsessed with idolising money. Like we've become obsessed with Jim White putting on a yellow tie and telling us how much money a group of clubs have made. We've become yeah. obsessed about the Deloitte money leagues, about who's the richest in the world. And popular culture now around football is surrounded by money. And actually, when you like strip that back, this the, inev the inevitable was a European Super League. The richer you get, the more reward you get and the more like that becomes enclosed and probably for the last like you said you could even go back to the formation of the Barclays Premier League where they've changed that slowly but this probably last five ten years obsession with money you know Man United fans sending fireworks at the recently gone Edward Wood's house because he didn't sign the right multi-million pound player well United have plenty of those they have one of the best academies in the world but yet this obsession with like huge sums like Neymar you know, like this whole thing has just led to this fixation with money. And I think like mm. that's where it has gone wrong. And people probably need to start looking back and thinking, why? when did it turn into such a, you know, £80 ticket, replica match shirts, £100. Or you could buy the match edition, which is 150 quid. You know, like the prices, obviously it meets a demand, but there needed to be more regulation. There needs to be more like... Uh, control over how these figures can spiral because ultimately that's why Man United 540 million pounds worth of debt sign up for a European Super League to fix what they messed up doing which was spending absorbed like huge amounts of money to try and adapt it up so for me it's the obsession with money really that's, that's yeah. led to this so football teams aren't football isn't the, the first concern of a board anymore it's the brand of a team mm. if you look at I think it was when PSG got bought over the thing that they, the, the owners wanted to do was wasn't they didn't say oh we'll improve the team we'll do this that they went we are going to become known worldwide mm. and that's what we're going to do and now they're probably probably say the biggest partnership with Nike they've got Jordan brand as well they've got two like signing Neymar probably wasn't a football intention it was probably <laughs> to have the biggest name in the world at the time mm. and Mbappe who's going to be it's like all really really smart but football second for these things and saying yesterday to my pals fan ownership of clubs needs to be the way forward you get the 50 plus one rule which works obviously you saw Bayern and Dortmund and surprisingly Leipzig rejected the, yeah. the invitation um, because of you'd like to think of the 50 plus one uh, personally I think you should go the whole hog just get fans involved in every single way fan owned. there's a couple of premiership teams in Scotland that are fan owned uh, I don't know like the situation down south with kind of fan ownership, but I don't think there's been like a huge club. No offense, like Motherwell, but there's not been like a huge club that have got fan owned yet. So I think once that happens, it'll be a step in the right direction. But it's, it seems like it's a long way off. Well, no uh, yeah. offense to Plymouth Argyle either, because our chairman Simon Hallett yeah. is a fan. 
He's a Plymouth only fan, go. you know. And like you said, that <laughs> for me has just been like an ultimate breath of fresh air. Like he goes away. He's the ultimate dream, basically. A guy who I've never heard of disappears to America. He's some investment banker. He comes back. He's lived in Plymouth. He's grown up and he buys the club and rescues it. Like, at, at that point, I genuinely couldn't care less where we play. Yeah. I couldn't care less really what division we're in. And I'll explain to you, Tom, before we restarted the show, is that Plymouth got Plymouth lost 6-0 last night at home. I would rather them do that and feel the anger and embarrassment that I did, knowing that they're playing with something to work for, knowing that that 6-0 leads to some sort of punishment, you know, goal difference, relegation. They've, got a, they've still got a, something to work for. If Arsenal lost 6-0 away to Real Madrid in the European Super League, but they knew that they were going to win or they knew that they were going to enter next year because of their coefficient rules or their financial standing. To me, like it just sums up how wrong they got it because they thought that Americanized closed bracket sport, which to me it isn't, but then I might be just Anglo-centric. There's no reward. I'd rather people lost and they had to feel the benefits than just carry on, like you said, supporting brands, pushing Nike deals, seeing who can get the biggest Adidas Originals boot deal in two years that's going to buy. Probably going to be some weird transfer where like Adidas paid for Pogba. You know, there'll yeah. be something that comes along that we won't be surprised about. And I think now we've rejected the Super League. We can go further. Like fans can do yeah. more. No, yeah, no, that's really good. But I think you now had one, one comment was um, regulations. And the issue you have is it'd be amazing if these clubs had owners that were fans. But the always the problem is going to be isn't it, is how with a financial fair play how did how did PSG buy those players because because PSG did that Man City Chelsea suddenly they want that um, so the problem is unless one does it then all can do it mm. that's the issue we have and um, that's my concern is that why is financial fair play not in place to regulate those teams and unfortunately that comes down to UEFA doesn't it and and, and that it comes down to them so when they're coming out saying uh, that, you know, ethically, it's not right. I'm like, hang on a minute. You've just put mm. in, which means Spurs and Arsenal <laughs> next season. And you're not, you're not actually doing financial fair play. Is and no one's been banned financial fair play. No one's ever. It's mad. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's a dangerous narrative yeah. as well. Uh, like yeah. playing UEFA off as some protectors of football, and you know, are they battled against the Super League? Well, you know, it's like like we said before the show. People in glass houses, really. It's. It's unbelievable for them to think that they can take some moral high ground. And the idea of calling the chairman of Juventus a snake when the former president is Sat Blatter and Michelle Platini. The thing is, the, the current UEFA president was is Agnelli's son's godfather. <laughs> like that, yeah. wow. So they all know it. each other. Yeah. Like, it's just... Oh. It's politics. It's politics like it is in this country. Yeah. It's politics. It's, it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Now Absolutely. we can talk about all day. I'm going to move us on. But I'm, I'm going to move. So that's that really unique comments. And Joseph, you said no to the Super League Celtic. I just put it on Instagram earlier about the Atlantic League, about maybe you could merge with. We've got a second podcast later, and the Dutch League and the Belgium League. I don't know if you boys know this. Are coming together mm. because yeah. they can't be in the top five leagues. Now it's rumored that Celtic and Rangers will be pro in Atlantic League. Norway, Sweden, uh, Finland, I think Denmark. Everyone. Is that something that you would like, or for you again at the Super League, you don't want that? See, uh, this really is. She's a Celtic fan. No, not at all. Just keep it as it is. As I was saying to you earlier, we need to, there, as a league, we do need, as good as Celtic 
nine in a row is as good as Rangers getting back to it as well can be. We haven't had anyone else win the league for I think it's almost forty years now. Like where why? That's an awful league. Like we need to focus on within the league and promote the other sides. If it is like I was saying, trickle down TV payments or stuff like that, because the the gap's huge. Like Celtic already secured second and we've been absolutely awful this season. Like that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Someone should be able to catch us. Um the fact that Rangers can go down to the bottom division quite rightly and then come all the way back up with no one else challenging in between. Like it's actually awful. So I think if we were to form a, an Atlantic League, it wouldn't be far off the Super League kind of way where it would just be the biggest teams from each one. And then we I don't know when the other teams would thrive or they'd fall behind or whatever. Most likely they'd fall behind because mm. they'd get nothing of a TV deal. I, like the TV deal in Scotland is shocking as it is. There's a full card of SBFL fixtures tonight. Not ones on TV. Like wow. it's so deal that we've mm. got right now. Um, there's been improvements for the next season, but something needs to be done within Scottish football rather than. F- I, I hope I had a Celtic fan. I'd love to see us win everything that we can and kind of thrive. But you do need to look down the table, down to like, and then our second division, like oh, most of the teams are there's part-time teams in our second division. Like that shouldn't happen. Like Scotland, it used to be like we like thirty years ago, you had Celtic and Rangers every year. You'd pick up like and you had. Aberdeen have won stuff Dundee United Dundee United are unbeaten against Barcelona only team in the UK to be so yeah I was on the quiz yeah that was yeah, yeah. Uh, how's that yeah. come about like we yeah. used to be world beaters but now it's just like the league's so bad and the drop off we just need to focus yeah. on moves rather than go off and try and merit, have a league with like Copenhagen in it so yeah. I, what's, what's the answer would you in an ideal world you come down to the English leagues because I, I don't know, I look, I mean, I'm not, I can't give you an answer because I really don't know, and you know it better than me. But unless nothing, if nothing happens, you're going to continue to fall behind. Like you said there, with no TV games yeah. on tonight. Something needs to happen, but I don't know how you drive that without being competitive. And it need, or it might be a slow process, maybe you're right, about the money going down. Mm. Do you think it's a quick fix or not really? There can't be a quick fix. Whatever happened, what needs to happen is something needs to happen soon. It needs to be long-lasting and everyone needs to buy into it. We can't have Celtic and Rangers going, no, I don't want to do that because it doesn't benefit us. But if it benefits the rest of the league, it will benefit Celtic and Rangers. Um, just because you see like, like teams like Aberdeen. Aberdeen are a big club. Kilmarnock uh, are a big club. Motherwell are a big club but they just don't have enough income. Yeah. Like, now with no bums and seats, no people in the ground, they've got next to nothing kind of coming in, wages going out. And like the, big, the biggest sign in Scotland is always some, some boy who's passed it going to Aberdeen. Like, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, like Chris Boyd getting another contract somewhere. Like, yeah. it's just bizarre that... He's playing in Dundee. Like, why? He's past it. Like, why are we? I think as clubs, we need to stop humouring this idea. Yeah. That we 
kind of for the like an older player can come down here. But sometimes it does work. If you look at everyone thought Scott Sinclair was past it, and then yeah. he came here and had the best season of his career, like mm. able. But still, we just I think investment in youth. A couple of a couple of clubs have had to close their academies this year, so that's completely like investment in youth, investment from TV, and then just bring it up grassroots. I think that's what we. Celtic and Rangers, cool. You can focus on doing that and bringing yourselves up, but we they need to come to the league in general rather than focusing on themselves. If they go out of the league, obviously they're going to let everyone else could be left behind. Yeah. But we they just need to try and help everyone as they can do. But knowing Dermot Desmond, the man in charge of Celtic, would he do that? Probably not. Like, <laughs> see, see if the Super League got offered to Celtic, we'd be in it. Like we'd be. Oh, in yeah, first. Yeah. This like, is the thing about it says all week. Anyone will be in it. I don't care who you yeah, are. I know Germany yeah. France. Congratulations. Well done. But anyone in the Premier League, I don't believe the pay-per-view, only Leicester rejected that. And that was 15 pounds to watch mm-hmm. I don't know, Burnley versus Crystal Palace. And every club bar Leicester accepted that, like, yeah, we want that. So you're yeah. telling me yeah, that money, you're not gonna reject that, are you? I mean it's horrible, but you're not. Um mm-hmm. I wouldn't have rejected it, speaking of the man. He's now lost his job, but certainly uh like you talk about these like directors of football, you know, like we're looking at the today, Ed, Edward Wood's gone and they were saying he was going, oh, yeah, I feel like I've been a proud, it's a statement, like one of the proudest achievements of my life. And then you see that the things coming out of being ahead of United, it's like the idea that he was pushing it and pushing it. But you can't help but feel that like he's at the mercy of those Glazer brothers who are just at his absolute mercy. And he is in that position. And as much, I would never say that I feel sorry for him because I feel like the man is spineless and the puppet for those guys. Definitely. But at the same time, he is only dictated by the people who write the checks. And the people who wrote the checks, like Joe's saying, top of Celtic, top of whatever club. And sadly, we've moved to a point where their authority, just everyone just has to shrug. And it, unfortunately, we saw a situation where the players, the managers, they weren't actually prepared to bow to commercial deals or to do this. And I think that was a you know a huge statement to come out. You know, Jordan Henderson calling that extraordinary meeting of captains. I mean, God knows what Aubameyang said in that meeting. I'd love to know that. Yeah. He probably dabbed and then left. But yeah. what I mean by that is, is that players took a bit of authority on themselves and fans did as well. And it shows that those people who usually dictate and, you know, you jump how high... Um, actually, it did lead to a few lovely little repercussions. Edward Wood out the door, 2021. You know, JP Morgan's chief of yeah. staff conveniently becomes the Glazers' head of staff at the football club that he brokered to buy them. The man's made 21 million in five no. years no. since he's been there. He's made God knows how much on each transfer that he's brought in, completely ruled by money, completely ruled by marketing. You know, there's been no strategy. I look at someone like Edwin van der Sar as someone who carries United interests and just think like, why, why on earth can we not have someone like you who understands business because you've grown up through football? Yeah. You don't have a marketing degree. You're not a lawyer. You're not a financier. You don't look at the numbers. You look at the integrity. What do fans, what will they react to? What will get bums off seats? And I think all of that combined really just was a little bit of, a very, very small bit of you know repercussions for for football clubs. Seeing someone like Edward would go was was spectacular. It was yeah. everything you could have asked for, really. As just someone as just cutting off one head. There's a huge monster mm. 
but just cutting off one head, I think, made it made the difference for a lot of fans. Yeah, it's shockwaves. It's amazing. I think if you said to me now, if you asked me yesterday, all my United fans, what would you dream of? Give me one dream. And Liverpool <laughs> fans, sell the owner, Woodward to leave. This Super League, weirdly, could be a positive thing. We can look back at this. I've never seen Man United Liverpool fans, whoever fans, unite. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Twitter has been one of the best places ever. People yeah. are just like, like they've got one, yeah, trolls, they've gone. I don't know where they've gone, but they've completely gone. It's great. Everyone's yeah. you like, you know what? This is our game, and we're going to stick together. Uh, it's been a thing of beauty. And Edward Wood, I think, like Gary Neville, the waving. Off you go, um, go and ruin another club. And I think you made your, your point very, very clear. That was amazing. Uh, and our last question, boys, before we finish, it's been, it's, the time has flown, by the way. Um, <laughs> have Chelsea saved football? I'll start with you, Joseph. Nah, they're saying it. They started the ball. They got the ball rolling in 2004. Like, were they probably the first mega-rich club, maybe, in the Premier League? Like, it's, none of the clubs should be... One forgiven or praised for backing out. Like, it's, I don't get why people are going, yeah, we were the first ones. So, we're involved. <laughs> like, they're neat. I hope there's repercussions. I hope there's something, but there won't be like a point stalking, but see if they just, even if they just, no, no European football for years next year. One next season would be so much more interesting. Like just watching Champions League with imagine Jesse Lingard for West Ham in the middle. I know that's actually, I've not I've not thought that. That's actually a really good shout. All those twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Bayern Munich Dortmund, haven't you? But anyway, that's fine. Uh, All yeah, PSG, it'd be another PSG Bayern final. But yeah, yeah it's true, true. But, but but then they you'd say, well, fair play, you didn't yeah. you didn't, you, you didn't yeah. sign up for that. So mm. I could sleep with that. I could sleep with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. All those teams have signed up to be removed from next year's competition. Imagine seeing, you know, Leeds scraping in, come yeah, through, you yeah. know, something like that. Imagine that, you just ping up the places and then you see like, you know, just like you said, Jesse Lingard, Mark Noble. I think he's retiring actually. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's leaving. I'll be at Barca next season. Craig, Craig Dawson versus yeah. Robert Lewandowski in the Champions yeah. League. And he'll pocket him. He'll pocket him as well. Yeah, well. That's what you want. That's why, because they earned it. Like you said, that message as well mm. across all the T-shirts. To me, sport is about earning stuff, and like life, I think you earn it. You can you can work hard, and you can receive rewards. Getting rewards because of someone's rich, and then they close off those rewards is the epitome of greed. I think that's a word that we've heard it enough. So I'm glad to just mention it once at the end. Mm. But no, I think we need there needs to be repercussions, as Joe said. These be we're, all the R words: regulations, repercussions. Yeah. That's, that's, I think you're so right. And that's the one thing I worry about is that, like what you said tonight, I think it's perfect. Yeah, if you regulated this and the Bayern Munich chairman was like, right, agent fees. I read um, a stat that Chelsea paid £35 million in agent fees this summer. <laughs> 35. Man United about £28 million. They only signed Cavani on a free and uh, I can't think of one other player. Like, what are they doing these agent fees? What's going on? And then you've got salaries. I was reading if Raheem Sterling wants to go double if he goes somewhere else. Um Harland are the same the first million pound a week is is rate is agent was saying that, of course but regulate it stop this from happening and then what you would do in turn is you could you could then reward the fans that go every single week you travel away and actually make them feel appreciated and actually not like not a number and and how can a football top be eighty pounds I would love to know how much that costs actually how much it costs 
to make a football song. Merchandise is a joke. It's just one yeah. arm of the con- yeah. like the corporate mess that we've fallen into, really. Yeah. And then what do we do? Because we're the thing is, I find hard is that I was saying yesterday, we are a consumer. We love football, and if the Super League did did go through, like it's not now. It'd be very hard for us all to turn our backs and say, right, I'm done with football. And I think, unfortunately, we're so hooked now. I think, unfortunately, we probably would have slowly got into it. Let's be honest, I think we we would have, wouldn't we? But I think it it just really worries me that I don't want to look back in a couple of weeks, oh, I say a couple of weeks, a couple of years, it's in, just nothing's changed. And it's got worse and it's not regulated. And it's it's not fair because to to be integrity, it still has to be fair, right? Absolutely. And, and, And it's not fair that teams, across every single country had their flaws, but it's not a fair system. And then you wait well, for like them. Said, it just takes the next Russian oligarch to decide he wants to buy a team. Ooh. Yeah, he wants, well, look, to, buy, he wants yeah. to buy Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga and then Wolfsburg become the new Leipzig. And then yeah. some Malaysian billionaire wants to buy Lyon and then yeah. they come mm. through. Like you said, unless there's tighter regulations right at the very top, right at the very ocean. The, the fact that the Premier League sit at the top questioning EFL, sorry, not EFL chat, and laugh at their improper conduct, improper ownership tests for EFL clubs. Well, you could argue that the Glazers are improper owners of Manchester United for even suggesting that they leave the domestic club that they play in, breaking Rule 9 of the Premier League yeah. statute. Yeah. If, a, if, an owner from, if an owner joined Plymouth Argyle and he decided to suggest that, we're going to leave the EFL, we're going to create our own league, be laughed out the door, but like you said, yeah. they hide behind the power of the brand. That makes them feel insurmountable. And I think until people start recognizing that, like you said, as Joe put, brands has dominated football. We need to go back to the sporting integrity, and hopefully, this provides a platform for more to be done. You know, Stan Kroenke, you know, what has he done? My friend said today, great quote: the the worst thing he's seen at Arsenal is the ownership of Stan Kroenke since they gave William Gallas the number ten shirt. <laughs> yeah, they've had they get some free agents, they get some stinkers of free agents, don't they? You just like they just retire there. Um actually one thing, one thing you I got a bit of a conspiracy theory that you boys might think I'm nuts or not nuts, right? <laughs> now there's a club in the Premier League that are begging for new owners, aren't they? In Newcastle. Right? <laughs> just, just, it clicked. I was walking today for this podcast and then it clicked and I went, hang on a minute, the new owner got rejected, right? And then we got this bombshell. Now, do you reckon he failed the fair test because they're thinking, hang on a minute, we've got to look after our top six because if he comes in, he becomes a powerhouse, right? And he, apparently he's got more money than, than all of them almost combined. So it'd be interesting now, this Super League's out the water, if suddenly the Premier League, oh yeah, do you know what? Sorry, yeah, he's fine. He can come in now. And if Newcastle fans were getting hit hard by something they had no idea about because it's almost impossible to fail this, this, this test and somehow he failed it. So that would be interesting. If that goes through now, it'd be there's interesting also political links to the Saudi ownership and the British government, though, as well. I think, which people, a lot of people, claimed was a, was a fact. I don't know enough about the subject, so and I don't want to qualify to speak on it. But like you said, it is it is interesting that that top six brand that's evolved that everybody now despises. We put up with it for so long. Everyone yeah. everyone was fine to use it, whereas only in the last, like you said, week do we now want to remove that. And I think. Like you said, it, it was definitely I mean, Newcastle's a huge one club city. How they haven't got the riches of even an Everton, how they haven't even got the riches of an Everton or a, a Spurs, yeah. like Joe said, Spurs come from you know, you know, small team mentality to now perceived top six, basically built on finances. Yeah. It is interesting to see whether 
all of those sort of ownership tests were kept. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't nibble and say I believe you, but I definitely think there's something in. It will be interesting. Yeah. No, don't just keep, keep an eye on it. I could be chatting rubbish. But no. Keep an eye on it. If that suddenly flies through, it's a conspiracy. I it just clicked me today. I could be chatting rubbish. Yeah. Anything you want to you want to say on that? Honestly, I do think uh, Mbappe would bring out the best in uh, Joe Linton. You'd get him. My pals have kind of, because I've got a pal who semi follows Newcastle. He liked Papi Cissé back in the day and he kind of follows them ever since. But he brought that up recently and it's, it's just it's shady. Like, again, it just seems a wee bit. But it'd be interesting because you can, a league can only have so many cute, like, rich yeah. teams. Yeah, I agree. So when, when does it stop? Like, are we going to have 20 mega clubs in one country yeah. and then the championship is just a rotation of three clubs going in, coming out again, another three clubs? Like, because that's what eventually would happen. Yeah. The, and what's going to stop? I mean, Jeff Bezos invests in a team. Where would the first place he goes? England. Like, just all, like, it can only go so big. It can't be a, te- a league of 20 billionaire-owned clubs because it would just be rubbish. Would yeah. Be rubbish. What happened to Burnley? What happened to Long Ball Burnley? You know, what would we do then? Yeah. Um, well, no, I think you're right, actually. I think big teams, that what they're scared of most, I don't think they care about other rich teams at the moment with six. They don't like teams breaking into the top six. But they don't like the Leicesters and the West Ham's. But I think you oh, nice. like Yeah. Another rich owner is too much, isn't it? Everton, they've got yeah. back in Everton. Newcastle will get a new owner. Um, you're right, there are only a certain amount you can have. Um, so it'd be interesting where that goes. It'd be interesting what's going to happen there. And I'm glad I'm not the only one with that theory then. You've got a friend who has that as well. <laughs> I was going bonkers today. Boy, this has been brilliant. Literally, we have eaten up 40 minutes there so quickly. I could chat all day, same as you boys. Thank you both for coming on. Any passing comments you want to say before we, we go? Uh, just in the whole chaos of the last week, did you know Jose Mourinho has been sacked? Yeah, I know. Yesterday, I think everyone seems to have forgotten. And yeah. by the way, there's Premier League games on tonight because nobody yeah. else knew about that either. Yeah. So, yeah, Celtic have just kicked off. Information yeah. overload is what this week's been for football. Yeah. I've kind of concentrated. I watched, I watched Brian last night. I couldn't really watch it. I was on Twitter, literally missed it. Boring <laughs> game, anyway. But I, I agree with you. Literally, it's too much. Joseph, anything you want to say, buddy, before we finish? I think I've come. I'm, I'm exhausted. I've covered all my bases. I think. Yeah, you've both been <laughs> awesome. Very, very amazing. Thank you so much, boys. Uh, I'm going to end the podcast. Uh, leave us any comments. Thank you, you two, again. And we'll catch you soon, okay? Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Joe. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Tom.